Gossip is either talk or rumor, especially about personal or private affairs of others. Let me ask a question. Why is it that gossip spreads faster than good things? If I have a scholarship to do a master's degree, for example, somewhere, it won't go as far as when maybe I get pregnant, <laughs> for example. That rumor will go as far, I don't know, it will spread like wildfire. It will spread so fast, there is no stopping it. But when there's something good, I don't know, maybe two, three people in here will talk about it and it's fine. Can we normalize talking about the gospel and good things about people than slander and gossip? Can we be a people that spread positivity faster than we spread gossip? Can we be a people that rebuke gossip? Can we be a people that do not entertain gossip? This is what we're here today to learn and also to decide what we want to be. I don't know about you, but I refuse to gossip. If only we could use the same energy we used to spread gossip to spread the word of God. How great can that be? We need to be trustworthy. Amen. Somebody needs to say, Talk to Nancy or talk to who because, wow, they are too, so trustworthy. Somebody shouldn't have to be questioning whether or not their secret is safe. So I have this auntie of mine. This auntie of mine would do anything to, to speak ill of others. I don't know if she has a microscope or what, but she only happens to notice the bad things about people rather than the good things. What a bad trait. I know I don't want to be like that. But then you would think, why do people gossip? So as I was preparing for this and I was thinking, I was like, but seriously, why do people gossip? So first of all, people gossip because it gives them a sense of power to have secret information about other people. Some people would just, it's like, I have this much information, I can ruin your life if I, dis if I want to, if I make a decision to. They just feel nice to have that, that pride, that power over you that they can even control you. Don't do that because I'm going to tell so and so. Don't do that because your secret will be out. Don't do that. Don't act like that because I, see, I saw you doing so and so. That power that it gives them, they feel nice. The second point is that other people gossip to feel superior than others. Like my first point, people feel nice when they can just boss you over because they're trying to psychologically bribe you because of the information that they have against you. That superiority that they get to feel like, don't do that because I will tell on you. Another thing I have found is because of jealousy and insecurity. For example, Lisa may get a master's degree scholarship. 
it's a happy thing. But if I have a certificate, or maybe I've never even been to college at all, I'll be insecure about that because girl is bugging her degree, but I'm not. So to comfort myself, sort of like, I'll start trash-talking her or spreading rumors, false rumors against her so that I feel like she's not good enough because she did that and that. And sometimes these rumors are not even true. But you just start creating confusion all of a sudden because that's what the devil prides on, confusion in the body of Christ. Also, some people would just gossip to feel like they're part of the group. Have you ever been in a situation, and I remember this when I was in college, would have, when we go at the dorms and girls are talking and all of them are talking, if you're quiet, they'll start thinking you're better than them. And then every time they're gossiping, they would want you to, to add something as well. And some people get, they buy into that. They start to gossip simply because they want to be part of the group as well. I know a lot of people that have joined groups. Nothing really is holding this group, but the gossip is juicy. And in this generation now, we find that <laughs> these phones, galleries now, it's not pictures that fill these galleries. It's screenshots. <laughs> Screenshots, now they're not saying this one did this, now they're showing you to say this is what he said, I have a screenshot for that. There's no refusing. <laughs> There's no refusing. We, people make these groups on WhatsApp, WhatsApp groups just to gossip. Let me gist you, they say. <laughs> so then, do not only gossip for those that gossip. I urge you today, if that is a habit, because ha it's, gossip also grows, and it can be a habit of yours if you're not very careful. So if you're somebody that gossips a lot, gossip destroys the body of Christ. There's no peace. I've had the privilege to save at Kids Church with Charity. Imagine if I started up some rumor against Charity, and then we stop talking. She hates me because I maybe might have said things that are distasteful. Is there going to be peace at kids' church? Obviously not. But that's what the enemy wants. He wants the different teams because of gossip. They're going to just dismantle. And then we won't be able to do the work of God. Let us be different. Let us refuse to gossip. That is not our character. That's not what God wants. And I don't see how God can get the glory from that. I, I don't think so. So let us be better. And then do not only, like, do not only not gossip, refuse to entertain it. So I have this friend of mine, because sometimes I get tempted and I have this juicy story and I call them up. I'm like, do you know what so-and-so did? And they'll be like, no, 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 do not do that. I feel like it's very important to have people in your life that keep you in check. Some people will be hyping you up if you have a 
juicy story, but some people will rebuke you. That's who we should be as believers. If you see somebody comes to you and uh, telling you something, just tell them, no, 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 no. Go tell them yourself. If it's that bad, go tell them yourself. Because we need to, there's what is known as constructive criticism. If I am behaving in a way that is not necessary, that is not in the light of who God is, somebody can just come to me and say, you know what? What you were wearing that day, that's not how a believer wears clothes. That's not how a believer should act or be. That's who we need to be. But if you see me making a mistake and you don't tell me, then you go tell the other, the, the, the other person or the entire community just so I should be embarrassed. Then that's bad because what are you trying to achieve? So let us not entertain gossip. But then, what is the result of gossip, you know? In a, as bad as it is, it exists to bring confusion. So now, what are the results? The first point is that it breaks trust. You know, there are some people that are called by God. They help people, you know? You, there are just some people that um, attract people with Maybe let me say problems. I don't know. And they just come to you. Suddenly people just confide in you. They just, you have that aura or that peace about you. But then somebody tells you something really, really confidential. Then you go tell it to other people. And then when they get to know about it, trust will be broken. But then God has given you The ability to be able to have this, this sort of aura to understand people's problems, help them in that light. But then if you're gossiping about it, God will hold you accountable for their healing. Because instead of you helping them heal from whatever they told you, and you gossip about them, they'll be more broken. How is that helping? So you're actually hindering, hindering, sorry, hindering the, wor the work of God to happen in that person's life. And you will be held accountable. Gossip also brings about confusion and separation in the body of Christ. Like I said, there will be confusion in kids' church if I'm gossiping about charity. And then already if there's confusion and separation in kids' church... I don't see how we're going to be effective in our ministry in that area. And this doesn't only go to kids' church. It also goes to all the teams, tech team, you know, worship, all the teams. I believe that if you have any sort of um, trouble or problems, gather one another and talk about it. There's nothing, there's no confusion, there's no argument or misunderstanding that God cannot resolve. Amen. And again, you will lose your invitation. So we are dining with the king. And in our, the verse that we read at the beginning says, if you do this, all those things, when you refuse to gossip, when you refuse to talk ill of your, of your neighbor, of people, you will not be blacklisted. So you can be blacklisted. I cannot imagine losing my invitation to that dinner. I cannot.
So let us not lose our invitation. Amen. And also it destroys relations. A lot of families have broken down because of what somebody says or said because of gossip. Let us not be like that. Amen. How then can we base the solution to this problem, to this disease? We need to speak love amongst one another. If you do not have anything positive to say, then don't say it at all. There are just some people where they are, it's just full of negativity. That's not the identity of who a believer should be. Let us spread life, love. And the, 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 the tongue, hey? There's a scripture that says that the tongue, the words, they spread like wildfire. That's what they do. They destroy, they, they spread. But let us choose to spread love. Let us speak with love. Let us show people love. Let us talk in love. May it be so that people talk about us that, oh man, she's so positive. She's really, you know, an aura of love. When she says something, it's always out of love. She's so genuine. That's who we should be. Words can either build or destroy. But as a believer, choose to build. Amen. Like I said, giving constructive criticism. So if you criticize me because of something that I did, chances are I don't even know I did that. And then you start telling other people about what I did. How is that going to help me? It won't because I won't even know I did something wrong. Follow me up and say, Nancy, the way you talked the other day, I don't know if you meant that, but it hurt my feelings, and I will know what to do. I will apologize, and there's peace. But if you don't tell me, and you go tell your friend, already there's confusion, because I will meet you on the road, I will greet you the next day, and you won't answer. What are we doing? You see, we are a body of Christ, and every part is important. And it's very important that each and every part coordinates with the entire body. That's the only way we're going to bring glory to the kingdom of God. Amen. Let us not associate with gossip, like I said. Let us rebuke gossip. Let us not entertain it. When somebody comes to you with a juicy story, just tell them off. Or leave. Tell them you don't want to listen. I know the temptation. <laughs> the temptation is high to just listen to what they have to say. But it's not worth it. That's not who we are. Let us build each other up as believers. Let us build each other up in love. You know, as you are dining at the table, we are dining right now. And then I spread a rumor in that same room. That will mean there will be confusion in that room. I don't see how the, this dinner is going to end. Let us have harmony and peace and love with one another. Amen. I'm going to call upon the second speaker to come and give us a second point.
morning, everyone. It's hot up here. Thank you, Nancy, for that lovely teaching. I will not entertain gossip. So I'm going to run us through the second point, which talks about not harming our neighbors. Amen. Not harming our neighbors. I'm going to define who our neighbors are. A neighbor is a person living next to door or very near to the speaker or a person. A neighbor is also a person who lives near or next to another. Most of the time we hear in church people say, tell your neighbor the Lord loves you, and we rush to the person sitting either to the left or to the right because the neighbor is the next person to us. Can you say hi to your neighbor? Give your neighbor a high five. Hi, neighbor. And before me, you are all my neighbors because you are next to me in this atmosphere. Amen. Amen. Thank you. So, I'm going to center on love and righteousness, how righteousness is expressed in the way we treat one another, in the way we treat our neighbors, our siblings, our families, our parents, even the elderly ones. Not doing harm to one person is mostly something that comes out of us. When we have love in us, we'll be careful not to do harm to anyone. When we have love enough in us for other people, we'll be careful not to gossip about them. We'll be careful not to speak evil about them because we love them. Because the Lord loves us. You know, having love in us is something that, um, for example, this cloth. When I take this cloth and I dip it in water and squeeze it, what is coming out of it is the water that I dipped into. Same with us in our hearts. If we have love, no matter what happens, no matter what war we are pushed against, only what is in us will come out. Only what is in us will be reflected. If this cloth was somewhere in the sand, if I shake it like that, the dust will come out because that is what it is full of. Amen. So what are we full of? Do we have love enough not to speak hate against our neighbors? Do we have love enough not to discourage others? How much do we love a person to lift them up when they're down? How much do we love a person to encourage them when they're in need of encouragement? I'm going to read a scripture. Can you give me the next slide, please? Scripture in Matthew chapter 12, verse 34. It says, You bird of vipers, how can you who are evil, say anything good, for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. My main focus is the last sentence that says, for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. And this is love. Amen. Love, when it is full in our hearts, that is what will bring out no matter what. We will not say, Aye, 
So they deserved what I told them. That's not the way of love. When you are full of love, no matter what your neighbor does to you, even when they owe you money, you have to carry yourself in a loving manner. The Bible encourages us to love other people the way we love ourselves. But sometimes it's hard to even love ourselves because sometimes we feel unworthy to love ourselves knowing where we have been or what we have gone through. But the Lord is gracious. The Lord is merciful and kind, and he loved us even before everything we did that made us feel unworthy. The Bible says in John that, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And the Lord Jesus Christ died once and for all. Once and for all present mistakes, once and for all future mistakes, once and for all everything. When we love our neighbor, we will heap burning coals of flame off their heads. Sometimes other people find favor because of the love that they are shown. For instance, if we go before the king and one of us did something, but when we show them love, even to stand with them in their trouble and to defend them, it may help them stay at that dining with the king. Amen. May we love our one another so that no one will be left behind. So I encourage each and every one of us to check our hearts. What is our heart full of? What do we have in our hearts? Is it hatred? Is it love? If I have hate, trust me, I cannot speak anything good about anyone because I will have jealousy, I will have envy, and all those negative things. But if I have love, I'll be careful enough to watch my words about the other person. And no matter how negative the situation they may be going in, I will speak love, I will speak joy, I will speak hope, I will speak blessings and speak good things because... In my heart, I want to see the best for them. Amen. When we have love, love is the free gift that we receive from the Holy Spirit. Though free things are hard to take care of, but when we know the, the tension, the tensity of that free gift, we'll take care of it with our heart. Amen. Um, for example, there was one time I was given a wristwatch. Okay, I earned it, or maybe I didn't, but it was given to me, and one day the glass fell off. When that glass fell off, I had two options, either sell it for scrap or get it fixed. I had no problem paying what it would cost to have it fixed because I treasured it. It was dear to me. That's the same with the Lord over our lives. Wherever we may go, whatever we may become, no matter where we find ourselves, he never trades us for scrap. But he's that loving porter that wants us to come to him and he will mold us back into a masterpiece. Whatever we do, even the times when you know that, okay, this is wrong that I'm doing, don't run from the Lord. Run to him. He has a solution. Sometimes maybe you got cursing words, you have bad words, and they just come out of you like you can't help them. But call on the Lord in those times and ask him to teach you to say the right words, to say 
the right things, especially the times when you realize that, oh, I have done something wrong. If it is to a person, talk to them. Ask them for mercy. Say, you did not mean it. If it's a habit, talk to someone you can trust. Let them pray with you. Let them walk with you because a habit is something that generates over time. When you do an action once or three times, it becomes part of you. So love is something we can practice. Even for people that frustrate us, we can pray to the Lord to teach us how to love them, to teach us how to understand them. Sometimes we go astray in harming our neighbors because we don't understand them. And sometimes we go astray in harming our neighbors because we don't want to love them. We are selfish and we're not supposed to be like that. When we are full of love, we'll take time to understand our neighbors, we'll take time to know them, and we'll take time to be nice and kind. Amen. May I have the next slide? Speaking of love, love is not a feeling. Love is not a feeling, it's a state of heart. And the Bible is telling us in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, that above all else, guard your heart, for everything that you do flows from it. Your heart. The Bible emphasizes on our hearts. Our hearts, our hearts. What we desire flows from our hearts. The words that we speak flows from our hearts because our tongues are so innocent of the words that come out of us. It's what's in our hearts. Every anger, every malice, every frustration, every bitterness, every love, every kindness, every cheerfulness, it comes from our hearts. If someone doesn't love you from their heart, they won't check on you. They won't even remember you. They won't even think about you. But love is healing. Love is kind. And love is encouraging. If that's who you are in your heart, then you're making the world a better place. There are some Sundays that I am not here, probably going through something or in another place. And then next Monday morning, I see a message from Mama Lunda, she's there. She's like, I didn't see you in church yesterday. Is everything okay? Is everything all right? That alone encourages me. No matter what I'm going through, it gives me a different perspective that, oh, I am loved or I am cared for or this person genuinely cares for me that they remember me when they haven't seen me. And we need such kind of love. We don't just have to have friends whom we don't even care when we haven't seen them after a while. We need to check on one another, but we can't do that if our hearts are not full of love. We're supposed to have full, we're supposed to have hearts full of love. When we have hearts full of love, it will be easy to even work on a project. It will be easy to invite someone to partner with you in a business. It will be easy to move forward together because we have love. We will not envy another person because we know that their success is our success. When we hear a testimony from another person, we will celebrate with them, we will rejoice because we have love in our hearts. And our mindset should be, the Lord has blessed my friend. 
the Lord has blessed my sister, probably he's in the neighborhood and I have to be expectant. When we have love, we won't have thoughts of, but they don't deserve that. Or, but they did this, but they did that. We just look at people out of a loving heart, out of a loving eye. And with love, it is easy to correct someone. It is easy to guide someone to the right path. It is easy to walk someone to the truth because we have love. Amen. I would like us to take some time to just reflect in our hearts, reflect in our lives. What do we have? Do we have love for everyone? Are we always joyful when someone has received good news? Are we always joyful? Do we celebrate with others when something good happens? The Bible says in Galatians chapters 5, verse 22, from the NIV version that, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. The fruit of the Spirit is joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, and again as such things there is no law. Do we have love in our hearts? Are we kind to one another? Just take some time to reflect about yourself. What is it that comes to your mind when you think about the person that is owing you money? Do you have love for them? Do you have patience for them? What is it that you think about when you remember a person that did you bad? Have you forgiven them? Do you love them enough to try to understand what made them do what they did? Do we have love? Are we reflecting the Lord? The Bible says God is love. And if God is love and he lives in us, then we are supposed to reflect him. Are we reflecting the love of God? Are we living in righteousness enough that is being a torchlight to other people to show them the way? Do we have love? Shall we just take a moment to reflect on love? Do we have love for other people? Do we have love? If you were asked in the presence of the king, if you have love for your neighbor, will your conscience be clean about someone? It could be a friend. It could be a relative. Some of us, we have uncles that we don't want to forgive because they did us bad. We have uncles that we have held bondage in our hearts because they were not there. But please, for the sake of love, release them. For the sake of love, forgive them. Your forgiveness is healing for them. Your forgiveness is breakthrough for them. Your forgiveness is peace in their family and in their hearts. Sometimes we do not know that we cause other people to suffer when we don't forgive them. Someone may be sick. They go to the hospital. They don't even know what they are sick of. But digging deeper, it's because someone out there has not forgiven them of one thing that they did. If you don't forgive them, if you don't show them love, they will never learn. They will never know. But love leads the way. Love guides us. It heals us. It heals them. And it makes 
the world a better place. Shall we rise to our feet as we make a confession to the Lord? Feel free to lift up your hands. Kindly repeat after me. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your truth. And thank you for your love. Father God, I may not know in areas that I need to forgive, in areas that I need to love, in areas that I need to show more kindness. Help me, Lord, by your Spirit. Help me, Lord, that by your Spirit, I may not harm my neighbor. I may not do any wrong to the next person. Teach me, Lord, to speak kind words about another person. Teach me, Lord, to be kind to my neighbor. Teach me, Lord, to rejoice when they are in victory. Thank you, Father, for this new opportunity to begin again, to love my neighbors, that I may not be blacklisted to dine with the king. Help me, Lord, to walk in righteousness. Help me, Lord, to reflect you. Help me, Lord, to reflect the fruit of the Spirit. Help me, Lord, to reflect love. Help me, Lord, to reflect joy. Help me, Lord, to reflect peace. Help me, Lord, to reflect forbearance. Help me, Lord, to have self-control and to respond in love. Amen. And finally, brethren, according to Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is worthy of respect, whatever is right, whatever is confirmed by God's word, and whatever is pure, wholesome, lovely, it brings peace and is admirable and of a good report. If it is anything of excellency or praiseworthy, Think continually on these things. Center your mind on them and implant in your heart. Thank you. Hello. Um, first of all, thank you for the opportunity to speak. It's a privilege. All right. Um, so I'm focusing on the last aspect, which is don't speak evil uh, to your friends or do not speak evil among each other. 
Okay. So, do you mind just bringing up the first verse, which is James 1, verse 26? All right. So, James 1, verse 26 points out to say, those who consider themselves righteous and yet do not keep a tight ring on their tongues, deceive themselves, and their religion is worthless. So now, here it's pointing out to specifically Christians because he's talking about us Christians or us believers. He says, those who consider themselves righteous, if you consider yourself a believer, if you consider yourself one who's called by Christ, there's a certain way you are expected to behave or to speak. So it says, and do not keep a tight ring on their tongues, deceive themselves. In short, how do you speak to others? And this is very important to understand because as a believer, we're supposed to imitate Christ, and that's the center. Christ is the center here. So one question you must ask yourself is, how does Christ or how did Christ speak? And the answer is simple. Christ speaks life. Christ speaks life. And that's what each and every one of us is expected to speak. So in each and everything that we say, what is the main focus? It's life. Do you speak well towards others? Do you speak life and breathe life into others' lives? That's the major focus. Do you mind just bringing up Ephesians 4 uh, verse 29? Okay, so it says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but be only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs. Okay? So it may benefit those who listen. Uh, when I was seated there, something just came to my mind. And I think every one of you have uh, seen it before. Uh, on Facebook, they usually this, I don't know if it's a meme or something, where they show uh, women who are at a saloon. And they say, many marriages have been broken because of conversations here. Have you seen that before? So uh, I don't know. What do you women talk about there first? <laughs> Anyways, so... When you are at places like those, what kinds of conversations do you have? Uh, not just women, but each and every man and woman here, and youths as well. When you are at the dorms or when you are at work, what words do you speak towards others? Do you speak life to others? Because as Christians, we are emitters of life and not death. We speak life to others, Okay. Now, um, just bring up the, the image for me. Uh, some days back when I was, I think that was on a Tuesday, and I was um, just praying through the, the preaching, uh, an image just came in my mind where I was basically dining and with people dining there. And it's the same image that is just being brought up. It's, it's kind of like this, but you're dining with a king. So uh, I realized something. And I remembered something. Uh, in Corinthians, uh, that's uh, Corinthians 3 verse 18. It's going to be brought up soon. It points out to say, uh, we with unveiled faces, so th those that have believed, those that have seen the truth that Christ is Lord, those that have been opened, those whose eyes have been opened to say, okay, this is what we are to believe in. It points out something very important. Beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree 
of glory to the other. So the image that is being pointed out here, and it's even more um, elaborate in other versions, is the image of Christ. Because we are supposed to grow from glory to glory in the image of Christ. It is him to whom we imitate and to endeavor to grow to look like. Now, this is very important. The aspect of growing from glory to glory is in all aspects of our lives. And it's directed towards who? Christ. So growing towards the image of who? This is very important. It's not just about, I don't know, having power to heal the sick. Okay? You're you're growing power to heal the sick or something. It is also very important to understand that it's also about character. So the growth is also about character. How do you speak to your friends? Okay? Uh, And this is something that I think is even more amplified in our generation. Because as I think my uh, speaker who was speaking, I think Nancy was the one who said, it is easier to spread lies faster than truth. And I think that's been something that's been common. So it's better if you don't have anything good to say, keep quiet. Just keep quiet. Yeah. Um, So it is not just about other aspects of life, but about speech. The center is bring up your friends in a speech of life. We are imitators of life. That is what a Christian is. We imitate Christ who is the giver of life. Now, as I end, uh, I'd like you to just bring up Romans chapter 8, verse 26. All right, now one might ask the, the major question. Say, okay, I understand I have to speak right. Uh, understand I shouldn't speak evil about others. Understand I shouldn't gossip. But there's so much going on in this world. There's so much uh, to speak about, okay? Now, how can I help myself? How can I be helped, okay? And scripture is quite elaborate in here, and I would like to speak about it uh, as a last point. So as I'm ending, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with words that groans. Very important. Uh, there was the Holy Spirit, uh, once I remember, I think that was last year, I was reading about the attributes of the Holy Spirit. They are quite a number. He's a helper, he's a comforter. Uh, he's a teacher as well, John points out. Another thing that he is also is that he helps us majorly in our weaknesses. And evil talking, trash talking against people, fellow Christians, is something that has to be dealt with among Christians if we are to grow from glory to glory in the image of Christ. Uh, Because this is uh, an important aspect to understand in that even as we are coming to dine with the king, not just here, but even in eternity, we'll be expected to behave a certain way and arrange ourselves in a certain way, speak a certain way. So the Holy Spirit, that's why he's there. He's there to help us. If you find that you have a, a problem in speech, you speak ill of others, you speak evil of others, pray to the Holy Spirit. He's the one that has been given unto us and moves with us. 
ask him to say, I need guidance. How best should I speak today, throughout the day? How best should I speak throughout the week? Uh, how should I conduct myself? Because in the end, you have to come before Christ in the end and we'll all be tested and we'll all be asked to say, how did you live your life? How did you uh, talk to others? Okay, did you bring up believers or not? Or did you make someone leave church because of the way you spoke to them? So, um, very important, the Holy Spirit. Uh, I'll just invite all of us to stand up and just pray. Father, teacher, and protector, healer, we thank you for this day that you have given unto us all, as uh, your children, to come and learn from your word. Uh, we ask, Father, that you may be able to help us to speak right to others, to speak life through others, that we'll be able to be builders of men, to help others to come to the full growth of a Christian, even as we ourselves are growing. We ask that you will give us the strength to grow from glory to glory in your image, that even as that day will come, that not as only we are dining now, but as we dine with you in heaven, we shall not be cast aside, but that you shall be with us you shall be proud of us as your children. Help us through your Holy Spirit to learn how to speak to others. And also give us the courage and the strength to go and apologize if we do wrong. Remove senses of pride in us that we will be able to humble ourselves and ask for forgiveness that we may be in right standing with you and man. Be exalted, O God. And even as this week is proceeding, guide our words and guide our path. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen.